Act three, money. Act three. Yes, Act three. It sounds great to say that again. Funny, my friend. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast uh, to mosey on down to the third and final act of the Pope on Film Podcast, and it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low-fat, higher-fiber, and now lemon-scented movie of the week. And so this week, we will be discussing the Wes Anderson film that everyone knows is beloved by handsome gentlemen and hated by both dirty, lying, bastard people and registered sex offenders. Yes, it's the (laughs) 2007 dramedy, The Darjeeling Limited. And Bunny, let's just get right into it. Now, everybody knows that people who love this movie are highly successful, good-looking individuals with brave hearts and thick, strong penises, while all the people who hate this movie are ugly, rat-faced troll people with weak cheekbones and small penises akin to a Ken doll. Bunny, why do you think this is a 100% absolute fact? Uh, Because I have a penis smaller than a Ken doll, and I, I really hated this fucking movie. It, it that I no. am I am taking I hate this movie so fucking much that I will com- take complete ownership over everything you've just said. <laughs> why do you Why do you hate this movie so much? Oh, it, no, it, it's not really hate, but god damn, it was boring, and none of these people were interesting. Yeah, none of them are good people. Uh, I'll give you that. They're not even interesting people. They're just people. Yeah. yeah. And and it was such a disappointment with a cast like this. Yeah, it's an impressive. It's an it's an impressive looking cast. Bill Murray's just. You know, if, cameo, but still. If this was an independent movie. Okay, made for like a hundred grand with absolutely nobody in it, and they were actually taking a train ride to to Teaneck instead. Ah, maybe Teaneck Tonsi. Maybe you know what I mean. You know, if they were taking the path train from New York to, if they were taking the Amtrak up from Florida, maybe. Yeah, the Amtrak up to Florida. I miss trains. I miss outside. <laughs> you know, miss. Then, then maybe I could say, well, you know, you, you, you did something kind of interesting with it, but like, no, you didn't, but you tried, damn it. You, you tried. You made an independent movie. This is no independent movie. Yeah, no, the, this, this has backing, I believe. And I don't well, think I've look, ever seen funny. a movie with India where India looked good. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so Bunny. Yes. Look. This movie was really the first time I was with Natasha and when we had kids and when we were together. Uh, it, when it came out, I was still in Sacramento, but this movie was the first time that I was with Natasha and we had kids and we had a family. And I said, you know what? I am going to go out. I am going to treat myself and 
I've never done this before while we've been together, but I am going to see a movie on my own. Okay. And then the, the and then the earth shook. And then dogs and cats became friends. Yeah. I I went to the movies by myself all the time in college, but when you have a family and kids and a and a, a, a wife and whatever, it's it's just different. So this was the first time that I really went to the movies alone. And so in a way, you could draw a line from the Darjeeling Limited to my A-list marathon, which was 178 movie showings at AMC theaters in roughly 65 weeks. And I think that that was a good run. Uh, I'm going to tell you the Wes Anderson secret. Okay. Okay. This will be the the first time that anyone admits this in the history of the universe. Okay. Okay. I think I love the Darjeeling Limited so much, not because it's just like the greatest movie, but because the movie personally means a lot to me. Also, when I got home from seeing the Darjeeling Limited, Natasha and I got into a huge fight that was so big that we almost broke up. Wow. Okay. Good times. Yeah. It, it, it was 2007. It was a different time. And, and uh, so there's a lot of emotions and a lot of my life that's personally attached to this movie for me. And so it's, it's become a low key sort of comfort movie for me. In fact, a lot of Wes Anderson's movies are exactly that for me, like sort of comfort movies. That being said, here's the Wes Anderson secret. Okay. I know it's not great. Especially this one. The acting is bland and uh, the script is eh. And, uh, but I, I, I think that the movie looks beautiful. It's beautifully shot. It's gorgeous. But, but like, it's style over substance, and that's a good description of the entirety of Wes Anderson's over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the Darjeeling Limited is so pretty. Like, oh, Jesus, it looks so nice. But, like, I know it's not a great film, and that <laughs> is the Wes Anderson secret. I, I dare say that I feel that everyone who loves Wes Anderson could admit that about Wes Anderson. Yeah. That like, oh, I I love his movies. It's like, oh, really? What about the plot? (laughs) What about about the acting? (laughs) Now, what else has Wes Anderson done? Because I think I'm just not familiar with his work <laughs> and probably with won't Wes Anderson be. I love Wes Anderson uh Rushmore uh the Royal Tenenbaums Moonrise Kingdom which Maxwell loved watching when he was when he was like three or four he would ask to watch Moonrise Kingdom over and over again which was weird yeah uh the Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I really like. Isle of Dogs, which I own and yet have never seen. Uh, his first movie, Bottle Rocket, features a robbery at a bookstore. I, I saw Bottle Rocket. Okay. Was not impressed with yeah. Bottle Rocket either. Yeah. But, but 
Yeah, Wes Anderson is, is is style over substance. Like you know what you're getting into. You buy you buy a two liter of cherry coke. You're not going to be surprised when you when someone says, you know, that's unhealthy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know that. I knew it when I bought it. And that's Wes Anderson. That's the Wes Anderson secret. I dare say that everyone could agree with this. Like, the scripts are never that, you know, they're never mind blowing. Yeah. The scripts aren't knives out. But, but, but still, I love I love his movies. They're quirky and beautiful, and apparently that's enough for me. <laughs> they're they're quirky and beautiful, and occasionally have Bill Murray, and apparently that's just enough for me. Oh, and that was something else that was driving me fucking nuts, waiting for goddamn Bill Murray to come back. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's weird because like. Like, why are you here? Yeah. You know? There is no... You don't need to be here. You can go. <laughs> Bunny. His whole point was like, hey, there's Bill Murray. His whole point was what? Hey, there's Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Bunny, before we continue, we need to pause for a word from our sponsor. Are you an indie filmmaker who wants to use a Beatles song but can't afford it? Well, you're in luck, because in 1964, brothers Ray and Dave Davies started a British rock band with one goal, to provide Beatles-adjacent music for pretentious indie filmmakers who can't afford the Beatles. So, when you're making your indie film, pick the kinks. The kinks. The one band you need for your indie film. Oh, I love this song. Is it the Beatles? No, but it might as well be. Thanks, the kinks. He used three in this movie. That's a yeah. big deal. Usually he only uses one or two. This. This movie, he went three kinks. He went three kinks. This movie is a this movie is a three kinker. <laughs> deal that he went three kinks. It's like, whoa, you went three kinks? That's impressive. It's it's pretty bold. I would have to say it's pretty bold. Yeah. But there's is it like a particular scene or anything that you like or like and uh, why? I, I I like I like I like how beautiful it is. I like the train setup. I I I like looking at India. You know, this yeah. is a nation and a culture that I don't entirely know. So it's a fascinating look into that world, and I really dig that. Uh, I also entirely relate to the scene where uh they help the kids who are drowning and they they save like two but one dies and so they get invited to the funeral and i have been the american in a foreign country for a funeral yeah 
I have been that person who's in a foreign country for like four days for a funeral and does not know the language. I have been that person and that that entire sequence is just like, oh, that that's that's heart wrenching because I I know how all of them are feeling because I have been that like yeah. when I'm eight and twelve and fourteen. I've been through that so many times in Mexico. And uh I don't know. I just I, I just I just like it. I know it's not I know it's not the best, but but I don't know, I just like it. It's pretty and it's nice and it's something it, it's something that I'll occasionally just put on. Yeah. And and I'm not really watching it, it's just on. And it's so pretty. And I also like the fact that that he uses some kink songs, sure. And like uh, Rolling Stones playing with fire, which is a great song. I, I really like the soundtrack, but most of the soundtrack comes from other movies that have been made in India. Okay. I I I I really dig that. Like in this sequence, he uses this song from this 1964 popular Indian movie, and then here's this Sajait Ray song which was from one of his movies from the seventies. And it's like, it, 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 I don't know. It's a fascinating glimpse into a culture and a country and a nation that I don't really know. And I like it. I mean, I think the three brothers are horrible fucking actors, yeah. but then again, they don't have a lot to work with. And you, and you got to admit, you got to admit Adrian Brody's nose was only phoning it in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know the work that we and can get I, out of that really nose, and this was well below par. Yeah, and then I really like Angelica Angelica Houston, but then she's hardly in this fucking movie. And say, I I like I really like the Life Aquatic a lot better. Yeah, this one I like, but I like it for personal reasons. You know. Yeah. This was like the first time where it's like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the movies by myself. I, I can do that. This is something that I can do. And so a, when, when, my, when my wife first signed me up for the AMC A-list, I was like, am I really going to do this? Am I going to see this many movies by myself? And I just thought to myself, it's going to be fine. Uh, Darjeeling Limited. I got this. <laughs> and so the movie means a lot to me. Not because it's the best. Yeah. But still, it means a lot to me. I, I like this movie. Uh, so so that's all I've got for this week. I was going to do like a deep dive into the film's history and how it was made, but I just don't want to. I'm locked in my house and it sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, do you have anything else for this movie? <clears throat> Not really, no. No, no. Okay, that's fine. This is the, this is, this is the streamlined coronavirus edition. Of the Pope on film. And I'm alright with that. Uh, so yeah. I just don't want to do anymore. Besides. Instead. instead, What I want to do is. A fairly new movie. For next week. A newish movie. One that came out in theaters in 2020. And one that I very much like. Bunny. Yes. This will be exciting. Because I don't think you've seen any of his movies. So, so this might be a treat. 
or you might hate it. I don't know. But uh, next week, it's already on the cough cough. So next week, we are doing the 2020 Guy Ritchie British crime comedy drama, The Gentleman. The Gentleman. I am all about the sexual tension between Charlie Hoonam, whatever the fuck his name is, and uh, uh, Hugh Grant's character in there. Really? It's really good. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Serenity. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey is in this. Yes. But he doesn't do a bad job. I think he does a pretty good job. It's, it, it's a good movie. It's got, a, it's got an all right cast. And, and I think I'm in love with it. Okay. But I'm interested to see your take on it. So that's what we're doing next week. Next week, we're doing The Gentleman. Next week, we're going to be uh, smoking some... Oh, what does he call it in the movie? He calls it some really ridiculously... Oh, next week, we're going to be smoking some White Widow Super Cheese. Okay. And we're going to be discussing the 2020 film, The Gentleman. Yeah, they call... They call weed White Widow Super Cheese like three times in this movie. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, Jesus, maybe that's a British thing or maybe it's just supposed to sound fucking stupid, but I'm not buying White Widow Super Cheese. Yeah. No, neither am I. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. Next week, we are going to be talking about a Rocky Stars uh, a bizarre death. We are going to be uh, speaking to you live from quarantine, and we are yes. going to be discussing the fairly new British film, The Gentleman. Very excited about that. That's next week. But this week, uh, I think it's been a good show. You know, I like the new format. It's short and direct. It's to the point. And uh, I, I got to say, I think this has been a, 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 a pretty good episode. I think it's a new format. I think kinks have to be worked out. But, you know, considering um, we're living in the stand. Yep. For that, I will give it a damn good. 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 I'm I'm glad to hear it. I felt the same way, but I didn't want to intrude, impose some other word that starts with in. Uh, I didn't want to step on your toast because that's <laughs> your decision. A- anywho, I-, I concur. I concur with your assessment, sir. That's what I'm saying. So until next week, I am Money Williams. And I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of Natasha and Bella and everybody else. I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Nice. Thank you, Maxwell. Do, 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 do. Oh, you have a different one? Okay. I, I'll, hold on. I'll give you the lead in again. Okay. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you battles the hands of eight. Nice. It just popped Whoa. up into my head. Rosa? Nice. Very good. Yeah. He said, and you manos the hands of fate. Oh. Yeah. All right. Do 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 Did you hear this, guys? There's a toilet paper shortage. Everybody freak the fuck out. I've been Johnny Carson.
<laughs> and cut. Cut and print. And put it on a cut and print.